Welcome to Freedom Highway. It's Tuesday, May 3rd at 9 o'clock here in Kingston, New York. I'm Nick Pankin, and I'm glad to be with you for this next hour. And uh, I'm glad to be joined by none other than Raquel Stammer. That's right. I'm back. Yes. And we're pleased. Pleased that you're back. Um, I was trying to remember if there was something else I was going to say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, might as well jump right into it. Um, we've got 59 minutes, more or less, to uh, listen to music and speak about, um, well, the really long history, human practice of um, deciding whether or not you're going to bear a child. What are you going to do with your body? Right, right. We're talking about abortion. Um, since it was leaked today that uh, abortion is going to be illegal in the United States. Or like, uh, at least like that it's not going to be protected by the Supreme Court anymore, right? Right. Yeah, on like not exactly clear what ultimately that's going to mean in in the you know what that's going to pave the road for. But if uh, the Supreme Court decision of Roe versus Wade is overturned, as is expected, and seems to be much more likely with the leak of this uh, of this I guess draft decision, uh, then that would at least outlaw or that would remove the federal protection of a right to abortion and in all of the states that have you know legislators and governors who are opposed to that right they have these trigger laws right. so immediately it's going to be uh unaccessible for people who live in in many states and could lead to to uh i don't know who knows what right i mean that's last time i was on the show when was that nick That was uh, the 8th of March, I think. Last year? No. no. This year? Two months yeah. ago. <laughs> okay, time. Um, yeah, I mean, last time I was on the show, we discussed abortion among other topics, and we were talking about these trigger laws and how they're already implemented in a lot of different states, and if abortion is no longer federally protected, then these laws go into effect. And... I mean, there are some states where abortion will still be legal, but it will be very limited who has access. And, you know, it's laws that, like, after six weeks, you can no longer have an abortion. Or, like, I mean, a lot of people might even not know that they're pregnant by then. Um, so it's like, I don't know. Like, it's, when I looked it up, it it was, like, pretty, um, pretty, uh, say, depressing landscape to look out upon if uh, abortion is no longer protected. So, but we'll see what's going to happen. But I mean, I think me and a lot of other people who have the capacity to, I mean, I don't even know if I can bear children, but I do have like a body that might be able to do it. I think me and a lot of other people like that are pretty worried about uh, this new development. So before we jump into the first few songs that are uh, really directly about this issue. Um, would you care to speak a little bit just about, like, just the kind of basic statement about um, 
why the ability to control your reproductive system and your body uh, and your personal future, your life choices, how access to abortion intersects with those um, fundamental issues, why it's such a critical uh, issue. Well, I mean, I think, I mean, if, if it was, I mean, for one, it's like, I mean, there, there's so many ways to like view this topic from, right? I mean, first of all, you can say, is it like, is it acceptable that like, I'm going to be forced to bear a child that's going to have like really like severe physical impact on my life, my ability to work, um, not only while being pregnant, but also afterwards. Um, and I'm going to be forced to, to do this against my will, like carrying a child to term, which like can't take, like it can't exist outside of my body. I mean, you could also make the argumentation like the child is in actuality, a part of the, of the woman's body until it's born. So in that case, like people are like, taking away my bodily autonomy and deciding for me what I should do with my body. Like, it's clear that, like, a child has the capacity, if carried to term, to become an individual, like, grow into an individual. But, like, while it's still inside of me and, like, completely reliant on me and a part of my body, it could also just, I mean, in principle, you could perceive it as an organ that grows and then, like, eventually is like born right i mean like i i know that sounds a little bit weird but it, but it's not like it's a sentient being either it's not like it has a consciousness or that it's even able to like live outside of the body so so there, i mean like there are these like strange like questions around like existential like existence and like when are you when are you an individual and what, when are you not but I, I i find i mean like on a on a basic level I don't believe that, like, if it was only white men that could give birth in our society, that we would even have this discussion. Because there would be nobody who would be willing to make such a sort of um, overreach on, like, male bodily autonomy in the way that we're doing it with women. It's simply because, like, we don't, in the society, like, women's autonomy and women's lives are not viewed as being valuable or having any value in itself other than being a vessel to giving, like, life. And then the other part of it is, and I mean, I believe this firmly, it's that, like, I think that, like, the primary reason why people want to make abortion illegal is to assure that there is a large working class. Like, it's a way to, like keep the price of labor down by devaluing life um, by sort of like forcing people to reproduce and by like having a constant flow of like labor force that you can discard and that you can brutalize and that you don't need to take care of and you don't need to pay to like have it be like even like taking care of itself or like reproducing because there's like a constant flow of new workforce, then you're able to keep the cost of labor down. I mean, I think it's like I was talking with a friend today on the phone 
and they were saying it's interesting how like right now when we have like a crisis of labor like there's not enough labor on the market that it's now that like they're choosing to make abortion illegal so for me it's like it seems like this whole ideological question like the whole sort of culture war around abortion i believe it's like just like a smokescreen for what's actually going on underneath which is like the the fact that like america doesn't have a welfare system because it doesn't believe in taking care of its labor force because it can simply force the labor force to reproduce well they've certainly uh there's certainly been a big movement trying to um trying to outlaw access to abortion trying to overturn this 1973 decision roe versus wade that that you know declared that women have a or there's a constitutional right to access to abortion for uh for people who live in the united states and um yeah, this is certainly, I mean, since that decision was made, there's been a movement trying to overturn it, trying to work against it. Uh, I'm interested to talk about the difference between whether or not one thinks abortion is an ethical choice or a choice that they would make or that they would want to support someone in their personal life to make and whether this is and what implications there is uh, when the law speaks to it you know what i mean like i guess i want to i want to talk to the person who is questions the morality of abortion but also i guess i want to like talk about why it's important for that person to still refrain from wanting abortion to be illegal you understand what i mean like what are the what are the legal implications what are the what what's the problem with outlawing abortion whether or not one personally supports right. abortion or not so that's where i would that's one place i'd like the conversation to go and to talk about and to think about a little bit because i i think it 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 becomes this moral issue when i don't when i you know, convincing someone that they personally should support abortion, I think is, I think, I wonder, and I wonder what you'd say about this, may be different than convincing someone that the government should not restrict anybody mm. who wants or needs an abortion to have access to one. Mm. Well, I mean, I think, I mean, for me, this isn't necessary. I mean, I'm trying to sort of go up that alley, but it's just like, these are, places where my mind has been today right like okay. i mean for one i think it's interesting that like we live in a country where like most technology like like the states loves technology and wants to like refrain from trying to um restrict the use of technology in any way like i mean we allow guns for instance i mean what does guns do other than like it's the technology to kill other people like that's the only thing it does right and that's totally fine that like people get to own guns in their homes even if like i bet that like there's like i mean, I don't know i mean i don't have the numbers but i just assume that there's a lot of children being shot every year because of gun violence right we don't outlaw Certainly guns in schools right like they're legal but like we're gonna like outlaw 
the possibility for women to basically decide over their own bodies of whether or not they want to reproduce. And then like calling abortion murder when it's like you don't know until you give birth whether or not that child is actually going to make it. You know what I mean? Or like that fetus. Like when it's some little whatever knob in your stomach, like you don't know if that's actually a person, you know? Like carrying to term is like actually quite difficult. So it's like this this whole like, that I just find like the whole argumentation around the fact that that is a life and that is a person is misunderstood. And it's also like, I find it quite telling that like we're, we're willing to completely disregard like the actual life of the person who is, who is pregnant. Like that life doesn't seem to matter in relation to the possibility of what potentially could become a child. Well, let's listen to a few songs. And then continue the conversation. Continue exploring these different aspects. Um, I've got three songs that I want to listen to now. And we're going to start um, with, I think, the most recent song on this playlist. Uh, although not too recent. It's from 1999. And it's a song uh, from, the, uh, from the Diggable Planets record called Reachin', A New Refutation of Time and Space. Uh, this is, uh, this is the story, kind of the narration of a, of a personal, um, experience with, uh, being pregnant and, um, navigating the opportunities to decide whether or not to, um, carry that pregnancy to term, as you say. This is their song called La Femme Fatale. July. There was not a cloud to speak of, so the orange sun hung lonely in the sky. I lay prone in my cabbie home, thinking of fine nappy Jackie and his jazz cat's horn, sliding in a tape of bird on bird when suddenly rang my phone. Hey, butterfly, the voice said, slip on some duds, comb out your fro, and slide on down to my pad. The vibe here is very pleasant, and I truly request your presence. A problem of great magnitude has arose, and as we speak it grows. Damn, what could it be, I thought, a juice I bought, and rolled on down to her spot. Seeing bros I know, slapping fives, I arrived and pressed G5. And there was Nikki, looking some kind of sad, with tears falling from her eyes. She sat me down, and dug my frown, and began to run it down. You remember my boyfriend said, that fly kid who I love? Well, our love was often a verb. Spontaneity has brought a third But due to our youth and economic state We wish to terminate About this we don't feel great But baby that's how it is But the feds have dissed me They ignored and dismissed me The pro-lifers harassed me outside the clinic And called me a murderer Now that's hate So needless to say We're in a mental state of debate Hey beautiful bird I said Digging her somber mood The fascists are some heavy dudes They don't really give a damn about life. They just don't want a woman to control her body or have the right to choose. But baby, that ain't nothing. They just want a male finger on the button. Because if you say war, they will send them to die by the score. A boarding mission should be your volition. But if Sue and Thomas have their way, 
You'll be standing in line, unable to get welfare while they'll be out hunting and fishing. It has always been around. It will always have a niche. But they'll make it a privilege, not a right, accessible only to the rich. Hey, pro-lifers need to dig themselves, because life don't stop after birth. And for a child born to the unprepared, it might even just get worse. The situation would surely change if they were to find themselves in it. Supporters of the H-bomb and firebombing clinics. What type of shit is that? Orwellian, in fact. If Roe v. Wade was overturned, would not the desire remain intact? Leaving young girls to risk their health, doctors to botch and watch as they kill themselves. Now, I hate to sound macabre, but hey, isn't it my job to lay it on the masses and get them off their asses to fight against these fascists? So, whatever you decide, make that move with pride. Sid will be there and so will I. An insect till I die. Rhythms and sounds spinning around. Confrontations across the nation. Your block, my block, dreadlocks. What a shock. Land of the free, but not me. Not me. Not me. Not me. Not me, not me, not me, not me. She must call her own. They treat her like a flower pot for a seed he is sown. The woman makes a baby, feeds him till he's grown. Those who feed on fresh young blood break his spirit down. Fill his brains with poison, teach him left and right. How to hate his brother they teach him black and white. The woman makes a baby, there's a big strong son. Those who feed on soldier boys take him for the gun. The woman has a body that she must call her own. They treat her like a flower pot for a seed that he has sown. Her spirit is free, free to question. A woman's body is her own considerable. Mystify his mind. He forgets where he came from. He's deaf and dumb and blind. They'll cage him in a factory, tie down his desire, milk his body of his strength to stoke another fire. Turn him loose in the bull ring to part with tooth and claw. Kick his balls of punishment if he questions what it's for. Tell him he's got freedom as he struggles on the leash. Fill his mouth with violence. Tell him it's free speech. Woman has a body that she must call her own. If he's like a flower pot for a seed that he has sown, your spirit is free to take or refuse. A woman's body is her own. A woman's right to choose. Power as he causes where above over those who fall behind, over those who need his love, over those who beat his body, those who ease his pain, those who bear his children and those who lose the game. He who was a baby but now is big and grown will crush his lover's body, tie her spirit down, cage her in the kitchen so he knows she'll be there when he comes home bruised and bleeding for a tender care. Woman has a body that she must call her own, the future like a flower pot for a seed that he has sown. The spirit is free, choice is action, a woman's body is her own abortion, is an option. 
baby, your daughter's strong and straight. Those who feel on fresh young blood can hardly better wait. The teacher, she's a vessel for him to enter in. And those whose appetite she feeds tell her she's sin. If triple her with corsets, things would make her weak. Crucify her in steps, smear paint on her cheek. Turn her loose in the market to buy and be sold. She's an empty vessel for promises of gold. The woman has the body that she must call her own. The teacher like a flower pot for seed that he has sown. The spirit is free. Choice is her action. A woman's body is her own. Abortion must be an option. They buy her for a nursery where a baby will grow. Treat her like a flower pot for a seed he has sown. Major in a doll's house, tie down her desire. Cheetah spirit of its strength, stoke another fire. If she talks of freedom, how it all began, those who know will tell her that she should have been a man. They deny her body, they deny her mind. She forgets where she came from, she's deaf and dumb and blind. A woman has a body that she must call her own, but they treat her like a flower pot for a seed that he has sown. Your spirit is free, consider abortion. A woman's body is her own abortion, is an option. Protection, shelter from the cold, lost to the factory, promise of gold. She that makes a baby is a woman full grown. No priest take her mind, no man take control. Don't feed the factory, don't feed the gun. Don't feed the church, your baby's your own. Human spirit is free, choice is woman's fight. A woman's body is her own, abortion is her right. The woman has a body that she must call her own. The future like a flower pot for seed that he has sown. Her spirit is free, freedom's her fight. A woman's body is her own, abortion is her right. Okay? You are going to be a lovely little mother. 
Listening to Freedom Highway, <clears throat> and we just heard uh, the song "Abortion Is Illegal," and that is the uh, the first known song written uh, protesting laws that ban abortion. That's written in 1929 from uh, Bertolt Brecht and Hans Eisler, and that was performed by Sylvia Anders and uh, D. Justice Knoll on a record called "There's Nothing Quite Like Money" from the year 2000. Um, and, uh, yeah, as she was singing right there, you, you know, uh, you're going to be a lovely little mother. You're going to make a hunk of cannon fodder, as you were saying earlier, Raquel, before the music about the, uh, the need to, uh, or the, the, the motivation to, uh, increase the ranks of the working classes of the people. I mean, in this case, potentially the people who are, you know, sent off to go fight in wars to be soldiers, uh, to defend the system, to defend the economy. Uh, before that, we heard um, the Poison Girls and their 1985 record, Songs of Praise, the song called Abort the System. And the Poison Girls, uh, a really wonderful band. I, I really like their lead singer, uh, Vi Subversa, started the band in Brighton, England, when she was a middle-aged mother of two. And they made uh, about three records, uh, worked closely with the uh, also the British uh, punk band, their contemporaries, the band Crass. And, uh, you know, I think some of the lyrics in that song also speak to a similar perspective on the topic. Uh, she sings, They turn him loose in his bullring to fight with tooth and claw, and they kick his balls for punishment if he questions what it's for. They tell him he's got freedom as he struggles with a leash, and they'll fill his mouth with violence and tell him it's free speech. The payoff is the power as he crawls his way above over those who fall behind him, over those who need his love, over those who feed his body, over those who ease his pain, over those who bear his children, over those who lose the game. And the first song in that set was from Diggable Planets, their song... Um, uh, oh, I just lost the... Oh, La Femme Fatale from their record, Reachin, uh, from 1993. And uh, in that one, they also make reference to, uh, to the Supreme Court attempt to overturn uh, the right to abortion. This, uh, like I said, back in 1993, so different, uh, just some different justices on the Supreme Court, some the same. They mentioned the two, uh, David Souter, who's retired from the bench, but Clarence Thomas, still a uh, justice on the Supreme Court and one of the five uh, making up the majority who are, seem to be planning to decide to overturn Roe versus Wade in that song. Uh, he, he states, uh, if Souter and Thomas have their way, you'll be standing in line, unable to get welfare while they'll be out hunting and fishing. And then says, it, referring to abortion, has always been around. It will always have a niche, but they'll make it a privilege, not a right, accessible only to the rich. So uh, I'd be interested to talk a little bit, Raquel, if, if you have any thoughts about how this is also like, I mean, you were mentioning earlier about uh, wanting to, you know, make sure there's a, a large enough labor force to keep the cost of labor down, but how this this is really a class issue. Well, I mean, I think, like, I mean, I just wrote down, like, you know, how 
classically, it's like men produce, like men are forced into the labor market and produce as a labor force. I mean, we're talking super like, you know, classic old school binary back in the day. Um, and women are sort of the ones that reproduce the workforce, right? So like the capitalist system basically exploits its own workforce onto the point of where it's used up and then it has this other workforce that is unpaid doing reproductive labor, which is people can give birth. Um, and they're expected to do so simply out of duty. I mean, like women aren't even paid for that labor. Um, and and I also think that like, I mean, so so one thing is like this sort of like, binary idea around like productive and reproductive labor and who does what right like within like um this kind of ideological framework that i would say that these kind of anti-abortion laws stem from you know um but i also think that like i mean i wrote down in my paper like the best way to entrap a woman is to get her pregnant um because it's also like it is it is simply so much work. I mean, one thing is like already being pregnant is like a laborious task. But then even afterwards, if you do have a child, like then you also are forced to work and to work full time in order for you to take care of another human being. So it's like and I mean historically it's been a way to entrap women is to get them pregnant and that way they cannot leave the relationship and like they have to stay in this like nuclear family in which like they weren't paid because like they have to take care of the child and i mean that's still a reality now where it's like childcare is so expensive that like you're gonna have to refrain from working because you're taking care of the kid and then that means that like you're completely dependent on whoever goes to work like if you have a partner um so I think it both like traps the person who gives birth within like a setting where like they're dependent on another person, but it it also like in the larger perspective, like it traps, like if you are a nuclear family unit, it traps both people, both adults in a position where like they have to continue working, they have to continue producing so it's like it's not only that like you want to have the the labor force reproduce itself because it's being brutalized to such an extent and being exploited to such an extent in America where it's like it's not sustainable hence you need to have this like explosive amount of like childbirths every year you know where you have to go to the extent to make abortion illegal in order to like maintain a birth rate that means that there is a large enough um, working class but also I think that like it has a it has a second sort of like aim which is to also keep the working class in place because they have to continue working in order to be able to afford having children mm. um, yeah no that's that's it's so complex and it's um, there's so much to be said I want to, before continuing this, this train of thought, I want to take the break that we have to take now and then come back and continue speaking about it and listen to a few more songs that also speak to it. So stick around with us. 
this is Freedom Highway. I am Nick Pankin, and I'm sitting here with Raquel Stammer, and uh, we're continuing to discuss um, the importance, the significance of having access to abortion, which is a form of um, control over one's reproductive system, over one's life, basically. Right. And I mean, I think we're also like talking about like what are, what are the potential motivations behind uh, making abortion legal, right? Because right? I think that like this whole like this whole charade around like the the pro life movement is also like it makes me so angry how simple they simply make it look. Like we're pro life, and it's just that like. We're concerned with the slaughter of innocence, you know? And I'm just like... I think that, like, you know, they, they must have some very skilled spin doctors in that uh, organization, you know? Since it's, it's like... I think it's in actuality it's such a complex issue and you can, you can sort of argue for a lot of different sides. I mean, like, they say that, like, abortion is a form of violence. I would say, like forcing people to go through with an unwanted pregnancy and then refusing them any kind of health care, any kind of support, any kind of like help with raising this burden that they've been tasked with is also a form of violence. Yeah. Like the absence of care and the continued exploitation of people's bodies through like the enforced pregnancy that like they're going to have to go through, I would say that is like also super violent so it's it's interesting how they're trying to sort of like portray themselves as simply being concerned about the violence associated with abortion where i'm like this is altogether a violent issue no matter how you turn and, it and and in addition to the the violence that you mentioned in terms of like how it is violent to force someone to carry a child to term to be uh, tied to this role of parenting for the rest of their life to be most likely um, in impoverished because those are the people who are not going to be able to access um, abortions because as as the the first song we heard tonight uh, La Femme Fatale say it has always been around it will always be around it's it's uh, just going to be a privilege for people who can afford whatever loopholes or whatever procedures are still uh, available. Um, there's also the violence that it is subjecting people to uh, who are going to have abortions, whether or not it's, it's um, legal. Uh, people who can't afford to whatever, have some procedure in some kind of medical institution and they're going to resort to older methods which are more dangerous and which are more which are more violent, like literally violent for their bodies in terms of like, you know, the, the common um, image of like the coat hanger, for instance. Like right. that's, that's dangerous. And yeah. I, I wonder if you wa wanted to talk at all about, um, because when you, when you talk about like forcing people to, to be parents, I mean, one could say, well, nobody forced you to get pregnant and, and, and maybe complicating that, 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 retort a little bit by saying first of all uh in even in many perhaps especially in many uh marriages for instance uh sexual assault and rape is fairly common um consent is 
complicated at best. I mean, it's not often um, obtained in sexual interactions. Um, there's, you know, um, I mean, people people have sex. <laughs> and and often or sometimes when, when you do that, you get pregnant. And when you have sex, it's not a guarantee that there was consent. There's not a guarantee that there was a desire to get pregnant. Uh, so people get pregnant and then people have always been practicing different methods of um, choosing to or attempting to prevent that pregnancy from continuing. Is is that accurate? I mean, like in most cultures, there's been like abortion practices like going way back to before like industrialization, like way, way, way back, you know. Um, and they were like based on like knowing which herbs to eat at what time or like there's also like you can massage your belly in certain ways that will like induce like sort of a miscarriage and I mean there are a lot of different practices that were well known and have been like um used you know so and and but but also I mean I want to say like there's been different kinds of abortion activism throughout the years, I mean, like, there was, like, I don't know if it, it probably doesn't exist anymore, but I think, like, back in the 70s, there was, like, a boat on international waters where people would be sailed out and then, like, have an abortion on the boat because that was illegal since it's international waters. I know that in the U.S. at one point, before abortion became legal in most states, there was, like, this, and it sounds really bizarre, but it's um, it was, like, this little homemade kit that you could sort of get through the mail that was I think free and it was just like a little sort of suction device and you could make a safe home abortion like there's always been ways that people have performed abortion like a lot of it has to do with knowledge has to do with like having the right resources the right tools and like also like having like a clean sanitized area and so on and so on so um yeah just to say abortion practices have been around for a very long time and they're going to continue to be and I yeah. think people are just going to be more resourceful. Um, and but also again, more risky. I mean, there's going to be right. a lot, like you were mentioning earlier, there's gonna, there is going to be right. more violence. Right. But it's also just to say, I mean, like, again, like, who are the people who are going to be impacted? I mean, let's say, like, in order to access, like, knowledge around how to do, like, a safe abortion at home... Like, you would need to have a very specific network and have, like, a very specific access to specific people with specific resources, right? Like, there are a lot of people who, who do not have that. And, like, they, like, they may not be tapped into that kind of, like, network, right? So it's just to say, like, even if there are people who are able to somehow find ways of like terminating their pregnancy whether or not it's legal there's still going to be like a big group that are not going to be able to do this i mean I, I guess like my question just continues to be like why do these people like who are like pro-life insist on enforcing this burden upon other people when like they also refuse to take any kind of like co-responsibility well, I, I just find this to be so bizarre. You know what I mean? Well, like, I mean, let me let me jump back to a bit of an article that I had pulled up, which references the third song we heard tonight called "Abortion Is Illegal," also known as the Ballad of Paragraph Two Eighteen, 
and paragraph 218 was the part of the law in uh, the, forgive me for the mispronunciation, the Weimar Republic um, that uh, outlawed abortion. And this is from an article uh, published in Jacobin called In Weimar Germany, Women Fought for Abortion Justice, written by Manu Arjomand. And it says, the debate about abortion in 1920s Germany embodied the wider political stakes of this era with arguments around social justice on one side and ethno-nationalism on the other. The fight for abortion rights was a fight for liberation from an exploitative system of reproductive reproductive labor and for emancipation from a legal system that imprisoned working-class people. In the Weimar period, women became visible in public life in ways they had not been before, voting, participating in athletic clubs and political organizations, working in sectors traditionally reserved for men, including heavy industry, wearing short skirts and short hair, and dating other women. In the culture wars of the Weimar Republic, women were associated with all that was negative, superficial, and decadent about un- about popular culture. Their new freedoms were seen by conservatives as a dire threat to the family and the future of the nation. By 1932, Berlin had the lowest birth rate in the world, a shift that meant liberation and an increased quality of life for many, but also but that also signaled national decline for others. The fight against abortion was primarily a fight to increase the birth rate to rebuild Germany's military and economic strength, as well as a fight to keep women at home. The refrain of Bertolt Brecht's ballad of paragraph 218 parrots a doctor refusing to grant a medical exemption to a homeless woman. Now then, be a nice little mother and go make a piece of cannon fodder. So I mean, talking about the economic situation in Germany a hundred years ago in the 1920s, um, economic, uh, you know, deprivation, um, and desire to build up the military. And we kind of know where that led eventually, uh, coincided with a clampdown on abortion, making it illegal. Right. Right. So yeah. That, that could, you know, that could offer some clues as to what might be motivating the uh, contemporary um, effort to outlaw abortion. Right. I mean, I, I, I agree. I think that's like at the end of the day, like that's what I think is going on. But I guess like my, my, um, like when I, when I think about like, I mean, I saw a clip today from some like conservative woman who was like crying on, the screen being like, finally, they're going to make it illegal. Like, oh, all the innocents that were slaughtered, blah, 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 you know. And I I just think it's like, I guess this is also like, I'm, okay, this is slightly sidetracked, but I also think, I mean, ideology just like, where like the culture wars just like muddy the water so much. Where like at the end of the day, for me, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't believe that like making abortion illegal is actually about protecting anyone from anything. I think it's to heighten exploitation of a class of people that America doesn't give anything about. You know what I mean? Like that America already doesn't care about and doesn't want to be forced to care about. So it fakes this like kind of concern about the innocent but we then saved, we saved your life. We saved you from being subject to an abortion. Now go flip burgers at McDonald's for minimum wage, you poor scum. And also, like, we're gonna, like, you know... I, I mean, it's like this thing of, like, we saved you from being aborted when you were a kid, but now, like, we don't... 
give a whatever about you as an adult. We don't care if you die in the streets. We don't care if you whatever, like die by a um, pharmaceutical, uh, like morphine-like drug overdose in some in some place or like if if there's even an earth for you to inherit because we ruined it for you like it's just like there's like this to me it's like it's so obvious that there's this fake concern masking in actuality the complete disregard for human life and it can sound weird to say like i actually care about the value of human life and the value of autonomy hence i believe that women should be and non-binary people and trans people and whoever else can give birth people who can give birth should be allowed to decide over their own bodies like i mean i also think it's interesting like how if there's a person who let's say they're in the hospital and they're relying on like artificial life support in some way and they're also you can't get in touch with them you can't talk with them you don't like they're not like sentient of their of themselves like they have no awareness and they're completely just there as a vegetable in this bed and like they might come back but or like come back like they might like become independent at some point but you don't know what's going to happen like you would probably give like the next of kin like the the responsibility and the choice of what's going to happen to this person you don't necessarily like treat them as like, like, and especially like, let's say like, uh, whatever, like the, the family is like paying for the hospital bills and perhaps like, it's also like in, in order for this person to live, like you have to give up some part of your body, you know, like, like you would never force anybody to do all these things so that there is like the potential for this person to potentially become a sentient individual like there is no way like i think in our society that we would allow anything resembling this to be like oh well you have to like go through this super dangerous operation and like it's gonna affect your body in all these terrible ways and also like this person is you're unable to talk with them and they're completely reliant on like whatever being hooked up to your body for nine months like we would never say like and we're gonna decide what's gonna happen for you 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 know what i mean like it's it's like if you would make the equivalent with any other situation you'd be like that's bizarre nobody would ever force anybody to do that so it just tells about the like inherent misogyny and disregard of women's autonomy that we think that we can allow to decide this for women and birth like birth did, giving did you know people. there was a, a band called new haven women's liberation rock band in the 70s I did not. And there was a band called Chicago Women's Liberation Rock Band in the no, 70s. No, I did and not. And they made a split LP in 1972 <sighs> called Mountain Moving Day. Sounds beautiful. Put it on. Well, this is the song from the New Haven chapter of the project. This is called Abortion Song. It's against the law, but we know that it's a 
official any physician but it Well, to do people can manage well anything. 
1980 record called Mama Lion. I really like that song called Back Alley Surgery. He's talking about how, um, yeah, wire hanger abortions for the poor. I mean, taking it back to the first song, La Femme Fatale, it has always been around. It will always be around. And outlawing abortion, making it uh, illegal, just makes it less accessible to people and makes it more dangerous, makes it exclusive for wealthier people. And makes it more dangerous for uh, less wealthy people, of which we have so many in this country. And before that, we heard an uh, abortion song from New Haven Women's Liberation Rock Band, their 1972 split LP with Chicago Women's Liberation Rock Band record, Mountain Moving Day. Thank you, Raquel Stammer, for coming into the studio tonight. We'll thank, do it again. Yeah, thank you for having me, Nick Pink. This issue is going to be uh, relevant for, for a while now. Um, also, I mean, I do... Okay. Yeah. Next time. Have <laughs> okay. a great night. <laughs> 